Hey, welcome back to When Bad Things Happen to Good People, a podcast about censorship and the arts. My name's Todd Sullivan. With me, as always, is my good friend, Oren Barter. That's me. And joining us as a special guest this week is the one and only Morrigan Sullivan, my child. Say hi, Morrigan. Hello. And today, the three of us are going to be digging into the awful anti-family story, The Paper Bag Princess. super excited about this episode because uh, Morgan, my child, is joining us for the very first time. Thank you for being here, Mo. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks, Mo. Uh, it's, it's, I think it's really cool to have, because right now we're covering children's books, uh, and this is the third one that we've covered so far. We did uh, Captain Underpants. Uh, we did um, The Prince and the Knight. Uh, and then this week we're doing The Paper Bag Princess. Uh, I think it's really cool to have the perspective of someone who these books are intended for. Like it's really easy for us as grown-ups to read these books and and scoff yeah. at the reasons that they were banned or or challenged. And uh um I think it's 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 gonna be interesting to have your perspective. Uh because you and I uh just actually you have a copy of this book in your library. Yeah. And we just read this yesterday together uh-huh. to get ready for this podcast. Um out of the gate, what are your thoughts on the book? I like it. It's cool. Yeah. What What do you think? What do you think the main message is? Think, do you, Do you think it has a message? Yeah. Because it seems to me, Oren, do you mm-hmm. have a thought on what the message is? I do. I do. I do. Um, it's got a couple messages, actually. I'll touch on one. Um, maybe one that was a little more buried. Um, well, like, appearance isn't everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? That's a good one. Yeah. And anybody who spends too much time worrying about appearances, appearances is a bum. <laughs> Specifically a bum. Yeah. Um, so let's, yeah, let's go over, uh, the general plot. So as with most children's books, it's a pretty small book, um, you know what? It's actually a lot shorter than I remembered it being. For some reason, I thought it was a like a small novel. I, I oh yeah, really? Yeah, I have no idea why. And then while I was, I, I like put aside a couple hours to read it, and it was over in like ten minutes. And I was like, oh okay. There must yeah, have been it's, an, it's... there must have been another book that I was confusing with it, that was a little bit thicker, yeah. that had kind of a similar message. But I do remember the main line in the book, which is "You are a bum." I don't know if that's the main line, but that's like the the That's the one line. that stuck with yeah. me. That's the one that stuck with me. So, The Paperback Princess was published in 1980 and was written by Robert Munch. Um, and apparently, even as it was being published, there was some controversy around it. I, I remember reading that his publisher had asked him to change the ending. Okay. Uh, which he refused to do, obviously. Yeah. And then, uh, obviously, once it came out, there were people who were opposed to the ending. And specifically, there were people who argued that it was um, pushing an anti-family narrative. 
I mean, um, he's, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that was a bigger issue in the 80s. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like 1980s was sort of the rise of, you know, quote unquote, family values in the U.S. You know, you had Ronald Reagan as mm-hmm. president for, for two terms and really pushing that, you know, uh, family values are important to us here in the U.S. And, uh, you know, any sort of message of, I guess, female independence yeah, uh, is going to be... But so, yeah, let, so before it, we talk about female independence, okay. let's go over like. No, I was. Uh, it, it had to do with the female, and we'll touch on it later. Yeah, let's yeah, go. Let's yeah, because I kind of want to explain yeah. the the basic narrative of the book. So it opens with the princess. Do you remember her name, Morgan? No. Do you remember? Her Even name? though I've read it like a million times, I, I still can't remember the name. Yeah, I don't either. I don't um, either. <laughs> but so she's about to be married to this guy who I guess she's in love with. What's his name? A dragon. I don't know his uh, name either. Ronald? He's a bum. Ronald. Ronald, you're yes. right. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the guy's um, name. All I know is he's a bum. <laughs> and he might be Ronald. He might be Ronald. He might be Ronald. Um, Ronald McDonald, because he's a clown, right? Oh. I was going to say, maybe he turns into Ronald McDonald. <laughs> maybe he does. Shots um, fired. Shots fired. So the dragon rolls in. Uh, Burns down the castle, kidnaps Ronald, which again is immediately a twist on most stories because normally it would be princess the the princess yeah and it's the the prince would have to go and save him so um now what's happened to the princess's clothes Morgan they're all burnt away they're all burnt away so what does she put on instead a paper bag yes paper bags <laughs> which is like out of all the things that would burn. Right. Did the paper bag what, burn? That's what I said. Paper bags, famous for not igniting on fire. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the only thing left is somehow this paper bag. Uh, so she puts it on and she follows the um, this stream of horse bones and... And burnt forests. And burnt forests yeah. uh, to a cave, which has a door on it, which is unusual for a cave. Yes, because the dragon built a door. <laughs> I guess he did, yeah. Uh, from one of the trees that he didn't burn down. Uh, and then fastened a nice little knocker on it as well. Yes, for all the people who want to knock on his door. And then be eaten. Yeah. You know, I, f- I, feel, like, I feel like he was a little more lonely than he let on. Because he didn't, like, kill her right away. He was just Well, like, he did say that he had just finished eating an entire castle. Yeah. Even though he didn't eat it. Even though he didn't eat the castle, that's a contradictory statement from him. That's Plus, right. I don't think the castle would taste good. Yeah, the castle isn't good for. I mean, that's not going to be good for your digestion. Well, I mean, no, no. I, I, I mean, I, I assume a dragon is like close to a dinosaur, and dinosaurs evolved into birds, and birds do eat gravel, and castles are made out of rocks, and gravel is rocks. So. Wait, birds eat gravel? Yeah, they put uh, gravel into their stomach to help them digest food, just a little bit. That's weird. That's weird. It helps. It's because they don't have rocks act as their stomach, or not as their stomach, as their teeth, <laughs> <Rocks> <laughs> grinding up all the food that they didn't chew properly. <laughs> all because they didn't evolve teeth. That would have been the smarter thing to do. Then they wouldn't have to eat rocks. Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty smart. I mean, there's rocks everywhere. Just That's eat true. A couple rocks. That is true. I mean, you I got I got to brush everywhere. my teeth. You know, I got to go to the dentist. <laughs> it would just be easier just to swallow a couple rocks every once in a while. Now that you put it that way, yeah. Maybe that's what we can... Ev- Let's just start doing it. Maybe we'll evolve. Please, no. 
I think he would die. Uh, so she arrives at the, the dragon's door, knocks on the door, and he's like, thank you for coming, but I can't eat right now. I'm kind of full. I just ate and a whole castle. The door. And then she knocks on it again, because she's not giving up. Not yet. No, she's got to save Ronald. She's, gonna, she's got to save Ronald. Uh, and so the dragon opens the door again, and he's like, I really don't have time for this. And uh, and she starts egging him on to, like, prove himself, right? So she's like, I love uh, that. I Is hear, it true that you can burn down 10 forests with one breath? Yes. <laughs> and then he burns down 50. Uh, so I want to I point out that um, she's already caused some massive property destruction <laughs> by taunting this dragon. Uh, and then yeah, he burns down another 100. So like he's burned down 150 forests, all thanks to this. Plus a castle. Plus a castle. Well, and all the trees that wasn't on the way back fault. from the castle. It's not like she was egging him on to eat the castle. No, that's true. The castle's on him entirely. Yeah. But yeah, the forests, uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, the 150 forests, that's kind of on her. Um, I guess the one trade-off could be if it was technically on uh, her family's land, then they own those forests and it would be their choice to burn them down if I, they wanted to. I guess, but that's if it was on her family's land. Yeah. But then, I don't think it is. But then also, like, yeah, shouldn't we so. just leave trees even on our own land? They're the lungs of the earth, man. I guess so, yeah. Don't burn them. Wait, but aren't your lungs inside of you? <laughs> your lungs are inside of you. The earth, the but lungs, the earth's the lungs earth. are on its surface. Exactly. Does that mean the earth is alive? Could you imagine having lungs on your face? <laughs> That'd be Please, gills. No. That'd be gills. It reminds me of an old. Uh, there, there was. I don't know if you remember. If you remember, if you were alive for this or whatever, okay. or in, you wouldn't have been Mo. Uh, there was an old bit on Saturday Night Live that was called Deep Thoughts with Jack Handy. And there were these like quick little like they were supposed to seem like really deep thoughts and they kind of weren't. And one of them was like, one of them was like, uh, if trees could scream, would we still cut them down? Yeah. Probably if they screamed all the time for no reason. (laughs) Shut that tree up. Yeah, exactly. To... God damn it, I'm trying to sleep. What if I'm screaming all the time for no reason? Well, then we go to the hospital and find out what's wrong with you. <laughs> there were days like that. Well, that's because I was a child. Oh, right. And Sorry. I... You're so grown up. Why is a child? <laughs> I am no longer a child. I, I, I'm now a grown up. I forgot adult. I missed your 21st birthday. You are not birthday. an adult, Mom. I'm sorry. I am totally an adult. Well, I mean, she's a business owner, so... Yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, that's... You know. That's something. She's, she's definitely in some weird phase between <laughs> child and grown-up. I think that's called teenager. Grown child. Grown You're child. not a teenager <laughs> yet, are you? No, no, she's what they call a tween. Oh. The terrible that's tweens. Like between uh, childhood and teenagerhood, Teen. yeah. It's a... boy, boy, boy. Between teen ween. <laughs> Between teen ween? <laughs> Between teen Halloween wiener. <laughs> so uh, after burning down all the forests, uh, she then uh, says to the dragon that she's heard that it can fly around the world in 10 seconds. And she's like, show me. 
So he's like, okay. He flies around the world in 10 seconds, and he's really tired. So she's like, do it again. Do it again. I bet you can't do it again. And so he's like, okay. And he does it in 20 seconds. Uh, but now he's like so tired, he passes out. Um, and so she pokes him a couple times. And is like, hello, Mr. Dragon. And he doesn't wake up. So she goes into the cave, uh, rescues Ronald, who, it's worth noting, does not a say... Bum. Is a bum, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does it, because he doesn't say thank you. No. Or anything. He's like, oh my God, what are you wearing? <laughs> yeah, like, come back when you're dressed more like a princess. Yeah. I can't like, be seen with cool... you dressed like that. And you're all dirty. <laughs> cool... Go wash a yourself. A cool knight who rescues me, not some some <laughs> ash-covered chick yeah. in a paper bag. How dare you be wearing this bag, and how dare you save me? Without looking <laughs> good when yeah. you do it. Yeah. Uh, and so she's basically like, uh, you know what? Uh, you're a bum. You are a bum. And Ronald, so you are a bum. Yes. And that uh, th- that line is it's amazing, like it just it sticks with it's you. Such a great ending. That line. is like if somebody says to you, any anywhere in the distant future, you could have Alzheimer's. You're in an old folks' home. Somebody says paper bag princess, and you go, you are a bum. You'll remember that. Like it's just perfect. Right. It's just you are a bum. It's, it's perfect. And if someone calls me a bum, I'm gonna take it really personally because I know where it came from and I know the story behind it. <laughs> Be like, I did not accuse you of not being fashionable when you rescued me. So, you know, I didn't rescue you. I just, I just had a bit of a thought, and mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if Shrek's been banned at all. I don't think it has, but the whole like Shrek being an ogre, saving the princess, keeping himself like covered up, and then she's expecting like Prince Charming. Kind of the, you know, it's not really the whole exact same idea but it's kind of along the same vein it's like taking that i mean and shrek was famous for taking the the fairy tale and flipping it outside on its head Um, yeah 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 but i wonder if like you said this was done in the 80s were were people like really playing with fairy tales back then i I don't really know was this kind of groundbreaking Um, was this groundbreaking or is this like something that's been happening for a while i i think I think Robert Munch, and I'm not an expert, but I, I think he had a certain kind of uh, flavor to his books and to his writing that was a little bit different from the norm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they're all kind of weird. Um, and I do think, like, I mean, this story was obviously written to put a, a to flip the traditional, I guess I shouldn't say obviously, because I I don't really know what his intention was, but it seems like it was obviously intended to flip the general fairy tale stereotypes, because right from the start, you've got the prince being kidnapped and the princess doing the uh, the rescuing. Yeah. Uh, And then you have sort of... And then it's not, it's not through violence that she, she conquers the dragon. It's, it's through like his ego. No, she kind of outwits him. Yeah. But yeah, it was clearly, it's, it seemed like it was... At least, like you said, um, the fact that it was like a nonviolent um, rescuing, like she outwitted him. And then at the end, she doesn't need him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, 
and I guess that's where the anti-family thing is, right? It's like she was supposed to get married, but she decided not to. And it doesn't necessarily mean that she didn't want a family. She just didn't want this asshole as her husband. Right. But I think, again, like that's the message of, you know, women don't need men. They don't. They don't. Right. (laughs) But I mean, you got to remember that, like, like, so this is previous to that, because this would be like post probably 1988. But there was a there was a point where the the Republican Party under uh, the first George Bush presidency, uh, the, the vice president, Dan Quayle, got into kind of like a, an argument with a TV show okay. uh, called Murphy Brown, where it's, this, it's about this female um, news reporter and she gets pregnant oh. in a later season and decides to keep the child as a single mother. Yeah. And there was all of this kind of hubbub about that pushing a very, um, an, an anti-family message. You can't hear it, but I just rolled my eyes. <laughs> I did hear it. Um, and I, I feel like the, the response to the paper bag princess is very similar mm-hmm. to that. That it's it's an anti-family marriage only if you accept family in a very, very narrow definition of mother, father, and children. Yeah, but you know what? I right? would I would go a little bit farther and just say like this book is an anti-family it's just like don't it's it's not like she got pregnant and decided not to have the family with ronald and he ronald was a fine dude or whatever which by the way would still be fine yeah absolutely it's your your call right um but this book just seemed like it was like this guy was it was a bum he was a bum and she it's said anti-marrying it. a bum. Anti-marrying a bum. And that's... There, Don't marry a bum. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with not marrying a bum. No, that should be applauded. <laughs> exactly. Don't you think, Mo? Yeah. We should celebrate people who do not marry bums. Let's, let's, let's do a round of applause for people who, who have not married bums. Oh, I thought it was going to be for people who did marry bums. No. No, we're going to give them no, a If you've married a bum... That makes you a bum. If you married a bum, go to www.idontwantobemarriedtoabumanymore.com. Or www.doubletfguy. The helpful doubletfguy. Just in case that remains in the episode when Morgan was much, much, much smaller and she got used to us saying WTF, her toddler version of it was double tf yes, which i still say <laughs> and then uh uh sometimes it would get double tf guy added to it like <laughs> what double tf dude what a double tf guy and that's how the only way i ever say it now yep that's the only way i ever say it yeah so you started you something though. An, you started something you started something you've got your own uh, what is it colloquialism yeah, something like that. Double TF guy. And then there's other things that I've picked up from her as well, but I can't think of what they are right now. So, yeah, like I said, it was the anti-family message. Um, I don't feel like it's it's being banned very much anymore. Uh, yeah. I feel like... Um, but I also think, you know, if you look at... You know, last week we talked about um, Prince mm-hmm. and Knight. Mm-hmm. I think there'd be some people who would argue that th- this sort of book, um, The Paperback Princess open the door to a book like Prince and Knight, right? So if you start with, 
oh, women don't need to get married to the prince that they've been in love with forever. If it turns out he's a bum, then all of a sudden <laughs> you can have a prince marrying another guy and uh, we're in chaos now. Right. It's, so, what, what do they call that? The uh, slippery totally slope. Illegal. That's what they, yeah, that's what they... That's a logical fallacy, by the way. So if, if anybody out there thinks that the slippery slope is like a real thing, that's actually like, it's 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 a logical falsehood. There's no such thing as a slippery it's, slope. I mean, I, I, I could pour oil on a hill and okay, prove logic, you wrong there, sir. Logically, okay, physically there is a slippery slope. <laughs> but logically, it's, it's considered a logical fallacy. It's something that people use to make a point when they don't actually have the evidence to back their point up because it's all hypothetical. There's, yeah, there's no, there's no concrete logical evidence to support the position that they're making. So they say, well, if we do this, then this will happen and then this will happen and then this will happen. And then the next thing, you know, the human race will die out because there's no more families. There's no more families because we're all married to ducks now. <laughs> we're all married to Yeah, I mean, if you don't want families, if you don't want to marry a, a, a man and your woman, and then you marry someone of the same gender, then who's to say you're not going to marry somebody of a different species, and then the next thing you know, the human race is, or, uh, is even, gone. Or even my, my toaster. Can I marry my cat? And marry no, my you, can't give, you can't marry your cat. Wait, can I marry a cheeseburger? Yes. No, because a cheeseburger can't <laughs> consent to marriage. All your neither can the Xbox. No, that's true. I can't marry my Xbox. Were you gonna marry? You marry are you gonna marry your Xbox? Consent. Is that was that the plan? Yeah, I just I just said I'm gonna I would, marry my Xbox. I would come to the wedding. Well, I would hope you'd come to the wedding, no matter what it was. How, how would you kiss an Xbox? <laughs> With my lips, obviously. That's <laughs> what you do it. I, <laughs> I mean, I could literally go and kiss my Xbox. Right, I'm not going Please to, don't. but. Yeah, don't. <laughs> but it's not It's not like it's that hard to do. I, I know. It would just be weird. It would be weird. Yeah. You may now kiss the Xbox. You know, it's... Well, it's, I mean, it would, be, it would still be you may now kiss the bride, because... Yeah. How do you know it's a girl? Yeah. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a male. Maybe it's a non-binary. I was going to say, maybe it's a uh, non-binary. I, I think by default it would be non-binary, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, you know what? I just had a thought Never when thought we were talking about all of this and it's, it's, you know, the anti-family or, you know, the, the problem with the prince and knight, you know, like a, a prince marrying, um, a male knight, um, you know, these issues, they all seem to like stem on this, you know, destroying the, I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong on this, but I would feel like the the core argument against these books would be that we need to have males and females getting together reproducing you know um having families and continuing the species on which is true and we do need to have that mm. but i think the it, like the problem is that they're like they're, they're not understanding that you can have both like you can mm. have a woman who decides that she doesn't want to have kids. She doesn't want to get married. She doesn't want to have a family. She wants to pursue other things in life. And that's perfectly fine. And you can have uh, people of the same gender or whatever um, getting together and, and not you know, producing children out of 
the relationship, and that's totally fine. Well, and plus, they mean they can, you know, they can adopt children. They can adopt children. Um, yeah, absolutely. They can also have children uh, with, you know, some yeah, if they, if outside they, assistance. It, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Like that, that door isn't closed. Um, mm-hmm. But then the idea that, you know, in some way, the, you know, heterosexuality is the norm. It is the mm-hmm. norm. And the idea that doing anything different puts that in jeopardy is just ridiculous. But yeah, I, I don't think I don't think the paperback princess is getting uh, challenged much anymore. Uh, now that there are you know far more controversial books, but uh, I thought, seeing as we did kind of bring it up uh, ever so briefly, although I don't think it made the final cut of the episode, we did talk about it in the last episode, and uh, uh, it was kind of nice to go for a, a deeper cut, something a little uh, older. Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts on the book, Mo? It's a book. <laughs> Those did are my thoughts. Did it have yeah. words? Is there yeah. is there a reason that you like the story? It's a good book. That that is my reason. It is a good story. It's a good story. Yeah, it's it's got it's got all the qualities of a good a good story. It's you know it's got a, a easy to follow plot. It's got humor. It has things that are unexpected, which you don't want to read a book that you're just going to like automatically know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it is, it is well made. It is a, like for how short it is, it is well pieced together. Um, it's memorable. I don't think anybody that's read this book can forget this book. Um, even though there are more books like it now, I, I think it still stands out. It was masterfully put together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it the first time I read it. I can't remember when the first time I read it. I wasn't a kid. I think I was in, you know, my late teens, 18, 19, 20, something along, along those lines. Um, but it stuck with me. Um, yeah. It was short. <laughs> I remembered it. For some reason, I thought it was like a, a larger book. Um, but yeah, no, it was, uh, it was well put together, well thought out. Um, which is still important in a book of this length, you know, like you, you can, you can tell a crappy story in 10 pages or you can tell a good story in 10 pages. Right? <laughs> exactly. Um, so and yeah. I think sometimes too, it's, it's good when you have a story like this where, you know, it is making a point, but it's not, it's not like shoved into your face. Yeah. It's not like sitting it's there screening nice... it. Right. Like, it's not like you don't have to have a family, right. Or you don't have to be with a bum. It was, uh, I mean, she, at the start, she wanted to be with the prince, right? She wanted to rescue the prince. Mm-hmm. Like, that was her whole intent. That was her number one goal through the whole and yet, book. when she arrived to save him, he was a... Bum. He was a bum. He was a jerkwad. He was, I would go even farther and say he was a dick. He was a dick. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. The world is over. I know. I heard a swear word. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Mo. Word. Sorry. <laughs> you have killed me. <laughs> oh no. Um Yeah, and yeah, I think even beyond like women don't need men, uh you know, there's the message of regardless of who you are, regardless of your gender, regardless of the gender of the other person, don't let somebody else treat you like that. Yeah, don't don't, don't settle for somebody. What's that, Mo? Don't let them be a bum. <laughs> 
Exactly. Well, you can let them be if a someone's bum. Someone's going to like treat she... you like a bum. Call him on that shit yeah. and uh, move on with your life. Yeah, she was perfectly fine to let him be a bum, right? She wasn't going to change him. She's like, nah, I'm, I'm out. I'm good. You can you exactly. Can go, you can do. You can go be you. I'm just not going to be there with you. Which is a healthy don't, way don't to look be... at things. <laughs> don't be one of those women who like sees a guy who's a bum and is like, oh, I can fix him. <laughs> Because you can't. You can't, exactly. Be like, you're a bum. Uh, get out of my face. You know, I got a joke for you. All right. How many psychologists does it take to change a light bulb? I don't know. Just one. But the light bulb really has to want to change. <laughs> Have you That's not good. heard that before? Yeah. I have not heard that. That's a. I uh, might have. I mean, I'm an old person. I, I, I might have heard I've that. I've heard that before. The first time I heard I've that was... I've got one for you that I heard on TikTok the other day. Okay, let's hear it. What do you call a magician that loses its magic? A magician? A magician. Ian. That's what I... Oh, that's my God. I, I knew it. Is that because I sent you the video? You did. Did uh, you send me video? I, I might have said... I don't know if I said I, it to I you or not. I don't know that. I just thought of it. Okay. That's funny. It's good. I like that one. That's funny. So yeah, this has been the third part of our look at some children's books. I was thinking, it's interesting that this lines up with uh, kind of our slowdown summer period, because it's almost like, you know, we're doing kids' books while kids are on summer break. Mm. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe if you're listening and you have kids, we're, we're finding some great books for them to read while they're on summer break, or great books to take out of the school library when they get back to school again assuming these books haven't been banned from your local schools because uh you know that's what these books sometimes happen to them i don't think i've ever seen the paper bag princess in my school really no Hmm. that's sad interesting i mean i don't really look for that kind of book yeah you're reading bigger books than that these days yeah because i'm cool yeah what are you reading right now harry potter which has also been banned in a number of schools that's true i forgot about that yeah, if for... Harry Potter, if the Harry Potter books weren't so freaking long, I'd consider doing them. Mo, uh, hold it. So we talked a lot about what's important to us. I want to hear um, about, you know, we've been we've been dealing with children's books um, for a while. We're gonna do at least one more, I think. I want to do um, the Little Prince. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a book that is near and dear to me. Um, but Mo, while we got you on the show. I would like to know what is important to you right now. What do you feel are things that need to be changed? What is good in the world? What is bad in the world? Do you have any ideas on 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 that? Or even if you don't want to go big picture like that, what book yeah. is important to you? Book. Okay. Do you have a favorite book? Uh, no, no, not really. I know you, you've dug into some, some pretty intense literature, like you and your mom recently read uh, Animal Farm. Yeah. Which is uh, a bit more intense. And there's also a book that's frequently banned. Uh, you know what? My girlfriend actually suggested than, uh, Animal Farm as a book for us to do. Who did? Nikita, my girlfriend. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that or uh, 1984 would be interesting, too. I think they've both oh, been banned both at times. In, um, I have both of those. Yeah, those are both Georgia Orwell. 1984 is a bit longer, but I also haven't read 1984 since actually 1984. <laughs> Jesus. I bought an edition of the book that came out. I guess I would have been 11. Um, and we still had like the um, 
you know, the home book orders or whatever. And I, uh, I bought a copy that year. Okay. But, so, uh, yeah. And so, uh, what was, what was the experience of being on this podcast? Like being on a podcast, it was exactly like that. <laughs> Did you hate it? No, no. Did you like it? Kinda. Yeah. Kinda. Would you ever do it again? Probably, if I got McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> now the truth comes out. <laughs> oh, that's good. It's good to know. Maybe next time we'll do, uh, not next time, but at some point, like the next time to have you on, we'll do like a banned children's movie or something, if we can find something like that. <laughs> you can watch a movie. And... Hey, has uh, um, The Nightmare Before Christmas been banned? I don't think so. Oh, damn. Okay. Lord of the Rings? The movies? Have they been bad? No, I guess they have. I don't know. I mean, maybe in like Singapore or Korea. (laughs) I don't know. You know what? Even if they've been slightly challenged, that's our wheelhouse now. Like we've, we've opened the gate to a lot of different things. We have opened the gate. (laughs) I don't know if I need another, I don't need to sit through those movies again ever. Nikita and I just did. We like, we started, I think it was like Saturday and we finished on Thursday. We finished the whole trilogy, the extended edition. I don't know where we found the time, but like, yeah, it was good. It was just as good as I remember it. It's fuck. Or sorry. I almost swore. Sorry, Mo. It's fantastic. we need to ban Night Be- Nightmare Before Christmas so we can watch it. <laughs> well, we can watch that anytime. That's a good movie. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, final score in the book, I would give it uh, five paper bags out of five. I, there's nothing wrong with this book. It's it's well written. It's well put together. It's funny. It's short mm-hmm. and sweet. I like it. I thought at the end of the day, it was a it was a better adventure than uh, than our last book, The Prince in the Night. Um, I did, yeah, I did. Prince of Night was. Go ahead. I was just going to say, um, it, it's like they're both quality books with a, with an important message, but I just felt like the adventure that she goes on in this book was a bit more interesting. And they both involve dragons too, so there's you know yeah. you can do a side by side comparison. I just thought this was a bit more of a of an interesting adventure. Yeah, and I think it was. Um, I mean, not to take anything away from. From the author of the the Prince in the Night, um, but it was just like no, I mean, no, Robert, certainly Robert not. Munch, he's he's a master. It was just well put together. I mean, it's hard to make Canadian a good author too. It's, I believe it's right? hard to make a good story that's short as well. You know, um, it's almost easier to make a good story that's long. Every question that needed to be answered was answered in this book. It was well put together. the The art was good. I don't know. It was just it was well made. I liked it. Uh, looks like this was his third book. Really? Right. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. How many books have they made? A lot more than uh, that, I many. think. 90? No, I said many. Oh, <laughs> I said 90. It's, it's easier when you're doing like children's books because they're short. Yeah. I mean, it's not... And I don't mean it's, it's easier to come up with those stories, but mm-hmm. it's like just... The sheer amount of time at the keyboard is supposed to be smaller. I mean, like yeah, but... The, book. Sorry, Mo, go ahead. It's not like you're making a giant book. That's true. Yeah, I guess, I mean, there there is some... I, I, 
I feel like when you're making a children's book, you have so much more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Restrictions on, on what you can and can't do. Um, time-wise, subject-wise, everything. So mm-hmm. I, I like I like art that is created within um, sort of like uh, set confines, you know? Um, I feel like that's where real creativity comes from. How far can you move um, in the other direction? You know, like like in in a big book, you can you can move very far left and right, uh, but in a short book, you really have to move up and down, in and out, you know, to to get any kind of depth. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I I, res- I respect that sort of that sort of writing, being able to do things within a more constricted. Um, space. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm just saying the same thing over and over again. Liked it. <laughs> well, that's how you pattern a podcast. That's how you what? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just trying to, like, Pad. fill out time. <laughs> Pad the runtime. <laughs> Say the same thing again and again, and then slower. You know, one more thing. I just want to say how much I liked this book exactly <laughs> okay i think we can probably call it yeah so uh thanks for coming on morgan this has been a blast it's been good to have you here uh part of the conversation um and thank you as always oren for uh taking the time to read these great big tomes that we're covering right now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh thank you listener if you're still listening um we appreciate you and uh, I'll remind you that you can find out more about us and what we do at our website, blah, 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 media.com. That's B-L-A-H, 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 media.com. You've got links to my other podcast there, as well as links uh, to support us financially through Patreon or buy me a coffee. Uh, if you want to do that, it's greatly appreciated. Uh, oh, as well as links to our merch store. You can get uh, T-shirts and throw pillars throw pillars <laughs> you shouldn't throw pillars those are big and they hurt if you get hit by them what about tiny pillars um i guess tiny pillars could be throw pillars but what if they're tiny pillars with spikes on them? we're selling throw pillows which are much softer a, uh, much softer you can still throw them at book. people but they would inflict a lot less damage that's true uh, so yeah you can find all that at blah 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 media.com um I guess uh, that does it for us. Yeah, My name's I mean, Todd Sullivan, I mean, across from I, me. I, I, sorry, what? I was just gonna say, like, I was hey, just wrapping up, and you were gonna, you're cutting me off. Now. I was cutting off, but just, I just want to say, like, you know, we are on uh, buy us a coffee because I would, and you can go to buy me a beer or buy us a beer. What is it? Buy me a beer. It's buy me a beer. Buy me a beer dot com. We're on there. Um, if you want to get us a beer, I like beer a lot. Uh, I would appreciate yeah. a beer. It's buymeabeer.com. Just redirects to buy me a coffee. <laughs> so if you buy us a coffee, we will spend it on beer. Just saying. Yes. But it even says that. I went back to our buy me a coffee page and I looked at it and it says, you know, buy them a beer. Because you can actually <laughs> state whether, what you want to put the funds towards. So um, we're, we are being as honest as we can be up front. Yeah. Um, that your money will be going towards buying uh, delicious liquid bread. Please, no. <laughs> well, I'm not going to give you any. That's okay. It'll be buy, buy Mo a Big Mac. Buy Mo a chicken nugget meal. Yes. Okay. 
Okay. There you go. If if somebody wants to see Mo back again, uh, bribe her back with a, a chicken McNugget meal <laughs> and ice cream. Go to go to. Okay, well you can have one or the other. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. How rude! <laughs> I've never been go to so offended. Send us five bucks. If there's a way to add in a note that says like this is for Mo, uh, then I'll I'll bribe her with food and she'll come over and be on the podcast again. That sounds perfect. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, my name is Todd Sullivan. Across from me is Morgan. Say hi or bye or whatever. Why would I say hi if it's the end? <laughs> <laughs> so say what you're going to say. Goodbye. Bye. And on the other end of the phone line is Orrin Barter. That's a me, a Mario. I don't know why I did that. I'm a little drunk. <laughs> and until next time... <laughs> Go read a fucking book.